Welcome to the podcast. This is the Dance PT podcast, hosted by moi, Jenna Cantor, performer, hachikapow, and physical therapist. In our interviews, we will dive into all the things that can regularly help you. That's right. As a dance physical therapist with your patients. That's right. Please note that the purpose of this podcast is entertainment and is not here to replace any medical advice. That being said, we are all here to support each other, which leaves me at the most important message I want to leave you with. You are enough and never change yourself for anyone. That's right. You heard me. Be you, and that will enable you to help others the best way possible. Let's end with more scatting. That's right. Jenna out. There we go. Hey, everyone. I'm super excited. I'm popping on today or tonight in the tonight. dance physical <laughs> the therapist group with one of my students alumni from the Dance BT program, Kylie Sylvester. Kylie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right, so <laughs> as I'm fixing up my mic, so it's just a little closer to my mouth because mm-hmm. there, I am on my balcony where there are cars driving. And, and apparently a train. And, oh, it stopped raining. It's actually just now a nice sunset at this No, moment. I heard a train. Oh, a train. Oh no, that's just the regular traffic. Oh, <laughs> true. Guys, what is up? If you know Kylie, write down I love Kylie in the comments, please, because honestly, or if you can say shout out to the rat, she'll appreciate that because Kylie loves rats. She has a relationship with them, even though she is now uh, allergic. All right. We are. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So we're going to be talking about um, body image, body image. Thank you so much. We're talking about body image tonight in physical therapists. We're going to talk about it in three second, three sections. One, mm. we're going to be talking about body image amongst just within ourselves, body image and how we can relate it with our patients and then body image and how we can relate it with nutrition and eating with our patients. So right. let's start off with why does this topic even speak to you, Kylie? Why? <laughs> So a lot of this comes from personal experience. Body image has been something that I've struggled with in my entire life. Um, I've struggled with my weight. I've struggled with eating disorders. And it's kind of been a center of my life. And mostly body image for me was a personal thing. You know, it was something that, you know, I got bullied for in high school. And um, it actually ended up affecting my theater and performing career because I didn't feel like I fit in within my community because I didn't look like your average performer. Um, But then when I got into the professional scope of things, that body image became from professional or from personal to professional. You know, I got into PT school and all of a sudden I don't look as muscly as the other people in my class. I'm a little bit curvier than the other girls. And that personal component that had affected me for years now became part of my professional life and something that I had to work with and work through. And especially as I dove into the dance physical therapy realm that I'm in now, that body image has affected how I go about my dance PT. You know, when you think about the average dancer, we have these tall, slender, skinny women. 
And body image is such a huge component of the dance community. I mean, you have to fit the mold of what they want for that part. And I almost feel like for a while, I felt that getting into physical therapy, I felt like I had this image that I needed to uphold to show that I was um, an expert enough in fitness that I looked fit. Yeah, but in reality, it's all knowledge. You know, our PT school is our knowledge that we carry within our brains. Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting how that juxtaposition between our mental capabilities within our profession, but yet still having that image to uphold and kind of juxtaposing the two. So that's really why I wanted to come in and talk about have you ever today. had any direct have you ever had any direct messages from people or even microaggressions regarding weight oh within my personal life of course um i've been fortunate enough that i haven't had as many instances in my professional life i think mostly because you know directly targeting somebody's weight doesn't necessarily come up as much um but even like i've worked in, in a pediatric setting and there were days when my kids could do more push-ups than me. And of course that took a hit on my body image. But I think at the end of the day, it's that juxtaposition and knowing and reassuring myself that like, I still know how to do PT. That, you know, my physical capabilities don't limit my ability to give others physical capabilities that they need to succeed. Yeah. I want to actually backtrack. I'm going to yeah. open up a little bit just because I think it's, important to just have that big, deep level of openness in regards to eating disorders, because it is mm -hmm. a very sensitive subject. Yeah. I myself do have an eating disorder or, or did, mm -hmm. oh my God, do, did have an eating disorder when I was a musical theater performer. Mm -hmm. It fortunately lasted for less than a year, mm -hmm. but it was all from a sexual abuse that happened to me. And my as I suppressed it over the years, I went into an, an eating anonymous, a food addicts anonymous. I was doing this 12 step program for years, all to thinking that it was about food. I, I had never binged, I had never purged, I, have, I, I had never starved myself. But right. when I was in these rooms for the first time to support a friend initially, mm -hmm. I was at a very bad spot emotionally because of my sexual abuse mm -hmm. and they were actually happy. And so many people, so many people can relate with what is discussed when it's when it comes to issues with food. And I thought, oh my gosh, I relate with this. So right. I joined this group, I joined Food Addicts. I was doing that for like three years, but while I was there, my brain actually got trained to have an eating disorder. So then, when I was unable to stay abstinent, AKA weigh and measure my food, right. I left, I was doing a show in the middle of nowhere, which a lot of these professional musical theater shows are when you're getting paid. And I started to play with laxatives and was binging and purging. And it wasn't until I went to a therapist and started to dive into my abuses and where everything originally was from that the eating disorder honestly for me i was lucky it went away right away right. but that being said not that being said not many people have it that lucky right and it can go either direction on the very thin end on the very larger end 
That being said, I'm, I keep saying that being said, it's so funny. I was just editing a video the other day and I, and I realized instead of me saying, um, I'm saying that being said, there's always a habit that we choose. <laughs> Everybody say. has their phrase. And honestly, Everybody it depends on the day. Some, day. some days I'm shouting tickle all day because I want my husband to come tickle my back. And he's just, ah, oh, shut it. You know, it just depends what the word is of the day. And that being said, apparently is my thing. But that I being you said, up, you bring up a good point, though, because, <laughs> you know, I think when we think about eating disorders, especially within the dance community, we often correlate it to body image. But there are so many other things that can cause somebody to fall into that eating disorder, um, whether it's a sense of lack of control and other things that are going on in their lives and food being the one thing that they can control. Um, I know that's the case for several friends of mine and in some portion a case in, in my um, situation that I had, or it could be from, you know, not necessarily a sexual abuse, but also just a family abuse. If the family's not supportive of your weight, like I know in my family, like, overweight is kind of a trend. So there's this big diet culture that we all need to go on a cleanse. We all need to lose 20 pounds. We need to get rid of all the sugar in the house. We're all fat. And that culture can be toxic and lead to something more dangerous like an eating disorder. So I think that's something that, you know, we need to be sensitive of that there's so many different things that can cause people to go down that path. Um, and when it comes to relating to our patients, everybody has different experiences but there's still a common link there. Like I also have had issues with, you know, and I've had a history of sexual abuse, but my eating disorder didn't come from that. It came from more of a control thing and a body image thing and a sense of not being comfortable and confident with myself. And this being the only way for me to feel like I could manage that. And then it just kind of spiraled out of control into binge eating or anorexia, depending on the year of high school. So it's something to consider with our patients, for it's sure. It's so hard to go into body image with these dancers. It can be sensitive. You never know right. if we could trigger something, even by bringing it up. It's a very tricky thing. I, I naturally, I, I realized, glided into, it's hard not to, okay. glided into the, the next concept of how you bring what we're dealing with ourselves and then relate it to the patient. But how do you not naturally right. glide into it? This is a physical right. therapy group. Right. But the way that you did it is exactly the way that we should be doing in our practice. So we've talked about this before in our own personal conversations between the two of us. Personal conversation, five million and two. Exactly. <laughs> but um, by opening up yourself and putting yourself in that vulnerable place, you can make others more comfortable to opening that dialogue and opening that discussion. I mean, that's exactly what I'm doing here today. I mean, I don't like going in front of an entire community of people that I don't really know personally and talking about how I feel like I've been fat my whole life and how it's affected my imposter syndrome and ability to thrive within my career. That's hard. That's deep stuff. Yeah, that's but by opening up about your story, it's easier for me to talk about mine. And I'm hoping that I can do the same thing for other people within this community by me being able to open that door and admit that, you know, there's days that I look around at the other physical therapists in my community and feel like I don't fit in, which is a hard thing to say, considering I've dedicated my whole life to this career. Yeah. And it's hard to feel like you don't fit in, you know? And it's not only something that 
I struggle with as a physical therapist, but also our dancers can struggle with by not fitting into their own community of performing artists. So being able to find that link and connect to our patients is super important, but by opening up yourself and making yourself the vulnerable one, it makes it easier for others to be vulnerable and open up about what they're going through and also helps build rapport. I mean, yeah. you think about some of the first conversations that you and I had, Jenna, and your ability to be vulnerable with me has made me love you and put you on the highest pedestal of all pedestals in my life. And we have such a deep connection, even though we've never met in person because oh, we're able right. to be vulnerable with each other. And that's huge. Okay. I have a confession. I don't like rats. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i can't have them anymore because i'm freaking allergic so actually no i used fine. to have two rats when i was a kid so that's a lie uh, but but not the new york rats so right. i hope we can still i hope we can still be friends you're, you're good i get it <laughs> okay now let's go into how it could glide into conversations right. about nutrition how the heck uh, woo, yeah go for it take it away kylie five six seven eight so I think it goes back to, you know, what we were just talking about by putting the spotlight on yourself for a moment. You know, I think that's something that we shy away from as a profession. And that's something that they don't teach you in PT school. You know, they don't teach you to talk about yourselves. It's always ask another question, ask another question, dig deeper, ask them more, ask another follow up question. But by giving yourself the spotlight for a second, which I mean, I know it sounds hilarious considering we're mostly performers. <laughs> so we like to be in the spotlight. <laughs> but if you think about it, by taking a moment, whether it's during an examination, during a treatment, during a telehealth call, whatever it may be, by taking that moment to talk about yourself it's building that rapport you know whether it's if you want to bring up the topic of nutrition talking about what you had for breakfast or if you missed breakfast or you know talking about what you've been struggling with lately and putting yourself in that vulnerable position whether it's like oh i got to work late this morning how was your morning you know even something as simple as that can open up that dialogue into something that's not, how is your pain today? Where does your pain hurt today on a scale of zero to 10? It opens up a different discussion to be able to get deeper with your patients. And sometimes it's gonna take time out of your session. And sometimes you're not gonna get as many exercises in as you want to, but at the end of the day, we want to do what's best for our patients as a whole. You know, they're not just a leg, they're not just the foot, they're not just an ankle sprain. So the whole person. So taking that time out to talk about, you know, stuff's been going on in my life too. How's yours? And do that mental health check-in, right? I mean, I am, I've been recently working on um, designing these wellness programs for one of my dancers and um, she's been working with me um, on improving her splits. And I was asking her like what kind of things that she wanted um, cause I've been just starting to form this wellness program. So I was kind of asking her like, what kind of things are you looking for right now? As you're struggling during COVID, what kind of things do you need? And she was talking to me about all the anxiety that she's been having sitting at home, not knowing where her career is going to go. Cause she just graduated from NYU and had to move back to Florida and live with her parents. <laughs> but in that she was talking about how it's very common in rehearsal spaces to have mental health check-ins 
where it's a moment everybody sits in a circle and hangs out, just talks about their day, just for five minutes. And she's like, that is one of the things that I miss most from being in theater <laughs> and being stuck at home. I don't get that mental check-in. I don't have that space where I can open up to people that understand me and feel comfortable around my peers to talk about the shit I'm going through. And I don't want to blast about it on Twitter to a bunch of strangers. <laughs> and so I have served as that mental health check-in for her. You know, now that I'm getting more dancers involved, we're doing little mini Zoom calls where we can all just sit around, no PT involved, no interventions, no exercises. We're just chilling out, talking about our day. And you'd be amazed at how much that has built rapport and given us more motivation to participate in therapy, given us more drive to do our home exercises and making more progress just because we have that mental aspect in check. Yeah. Our mental status is huge. If you don't have the motivation to get out of bed, then you're not going to do your exercise. <laughs> true. You're not. You know, and I think taking that step to check in on people's mental health, whether it's their body image or their eating disorders or depression or anxiety. That's PT too. That's true. <laughs> you know, we might that's not be psychologists, true. but at the end of the day, we're human. Yeah. And I think we forget that, you know, that it's okay to just ask about how your day's going and how much life sucks right now. Cause life sucks right now. Yeah. And, we deserve to take that five minutes and talk about it, you know? And it's, it's, it's nice both ways, you know, right. it's nice between the two. So as much as they're getting out of it, it's, it's cathartic for you too to connect with somebody on that level. It's, it's, it's a mutual experience, which is how you kind of want every relationship you have to be. Right. Honestly. Well, and the other thing that I wanted to talk about um, is, you know, the big thing right now is the body positivity movement, right? see all the hashtags, see it all over Instagram, Twitter, what have you. But for PTs like me that struggle with their body image, it's hard to practice what we preach. But I think at the end of the day, we have to remember that we're human and we're allowed to be imperfect. We don't have to be 100% to be successful as therapists. And being able to admit those vulnerabilities that we're going through, whether it's anxiety or our own eating disorders or admitting, I didn't get my workout in this week either. Because <laughs> we're people. Mm -hmm. And life sucks right now. Being able to do that is super important. I mean, I know when I started working with my dancer with her splits, I was struggling because I'm like, how am I going to demonstrate a split if I can't do one? How am I going to teach her to do a split if I can't? But then I thought about it and I'm like, well, at the end of the day, I know how to get to a split. I'm just not there yet. So I'm like, we'll work on it together. Make it a group effort. That way she doesn't feel alone. She doesn't feel isolated. So we do our workouts together. And I work out with her over the Zoom call. <laughs> and when she's struggling, I'm struggling right there with her. So it becomes a camaraderie. Mm -hmm. And I can use my imperfections to my to my effort you know i was thinking back to joe's podcast the other week and how much joe used to talk to us i'm um, joe castelli if you haven't seen that podcast but i was thinking back to all of the times that we've talked to him through our dance pt program also shout out to the dance pt program if you haven't taken it definitely go take it it has changed my life um but <laughs> what i'm saying 
was I was thinking back to how much Joe used to say at the beginning of every call, I'm not a dancer. He and that was always the first that. thing he said. And, and I'm not a dancer. Incredible people As ever. like a disclaimer yeah. to everything he said. I'm not a dancer. I don't know. I'm not a dancer. But he knew. But you've seen knew. how his tone has changed because at the yeah. end of the day, if you think back to what Joe said when he started working with dancers, is it didn't matter whether he had put on a point shoe in his life because at the end of the day, he knew the human body. He knew anatomy, he knew biomechanics, and he knew how to strengthen people <laughs> regardless of where they came from and at the end of the day that's what we do so it doesn't matter whether i have a dancer walking in the door that does you know hip-hop or ballet or contemporary or jazz or hiplet or what have you because at the end of the day all i gotta do is go figure out how the dance works learn the body mechanics watch and dance a couple times and fix it and boom bada bang period Period. So regardless of whether or not I can do a split, I know what you need to get there. And if I don't know it, that's why we have evidence-based practice and we go figure it out. <laughs> true. So it doesn't matter what my body is capable of or what my body looks like if I have the knowledge to fix yours. Yeah. It's true. Period. That's it. Period. <laughs> Periodic table. Knowledge Period. bomb drop. Knowledge bomb drop. Oh. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else you want to add? Because this was amazing. Um, I think the other big thing that, you know, when it comes to eating disorders and when it comes to body image in general, there's a lot of stigma. And that's a big hurdle for us to have to cross. You know, when we think about eating disorders, eating disorders are scary. And it's not something that people are always willing to talk about, especially with their peers. So if we can get our dancers to open up about eating disorders, being sensitive to that conversation and allowing them to open up on their own terms, you know, it's kind of that type of situation where we don't necessarily want to pursue and push and push and push and ask more questions because instead of building rapport, you might be losing it. You know, it's kind of one of those things that you want to, Open the door, allow them to come in when they'd like, <laughs> instead of dragging them in by the collar. <laughs> right, right. Open the door and let them come on their own terms. But by walking through the door first, the door doesn't seem as scary. Just like if you think about dogs trying to run into a glass window, if they watch you walk through it, they go, oh, okay, I'm not going to hit the glass window. <laughs> we know that the sliding glass door is open. Good to Same know. Idea. I won't do that again. Just mentally. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. That's I, a good I, think, analogy. I think that's that's a I'm I'm all for analogies. That's my I thing. love it. That's a good analogy. We are going to end I here. Like the this, visuals. This, that was a perfect way to end this. Where can people find you on social media? Ooh, um, you can look at my name on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Kylie Sylvester PT. Um, I also have a personal Instagram if you want that. Let you me let me give the spelling for that. K-A-I-L-E-E. Sylvester, Sylvester. I like the -E 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 So that's the spelling. Yes, love that. Love that, love that. Of course. Amazing. You guys, thank, if, thank, thank you, you so much. Up. Thank you. We're like, oh, thank, thank. we can even see each other. Thank you for coming on. Love you so much. You guys, feel free to reach, reach out to Kylie anytime. She is such a gem. She will make you just happy in general. We all love that. <laughs> 
We love happiness. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>